You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the second ever episode of Fox on the Wire podcast. I hope you all enjoyed the first episode with Palmy Dillon. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you hit subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Um, For the second episode, I've got a very special guest, uh, a man by the name of Trevor Petrie, a musician in his own right, and uh, also the founder of Poppet Head Records. So uh, I've got him here via Skype to tell us a little bit about Poppet Head Records and um, about himself and about his musical career. So um, welcome, Trevor. Welcome to Fox on the Wire podcast. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. It's actually tonight. Sorry, that's my bad. Um, So yeah, welcome. And I guess um, we've got lots to talk about, really. But uh, I guess um, if you want to tell us a little bit about Poppet Head Records and how you came to create it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's obviously based in Bendigo. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, so I've been a part of the Bendigo music scene for probably about 20 years, probably a little over, actually. I moved here uh, in the late 90s, uh, came up here to study, grew up in Kyneton. Um and uh, and got myself involved with the uh, the local music scene, um, and uh, I guess uh, after after twenty odd years um, of of you know seeing various you know incredibly talented people sort of come through town, um, I, I felt like there needed to be a voice for Bendigo um to to try and i guess promote some of the the talent that uh that we have here and and so i i, I started poppet head records really just um i guess i built a website to start with um just to sort of flesh out the idea and then um i asked um local muso uh steph bitter um if she'd be interested in joining and then um Within about sort of three or four months, uh, there was sort of six of us on the label. So um, it, it grew quite quickly once uh, once I got more people involved. So. Yeah. So Steph was the first? Yeah, Steph was the first person um, that I uh, was game enough to ask uh, if uh, <laughs> she thought my idea was completely crazy or or whether it had any value to it. And uh and, and she uh, seemed to think it was a pretty good idea and that yep. there might be other people who'd be keen to join in the fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's a, it's a non-for-profit uh, record label. Yeah, so I wanted to take that idea of, um, I guess, a, um, a bit of a family sort of feel to a record label, you know, like... Um, I know maybe like Milk Records in in Melbourne might be a, a pretty good idea of a, you know they seem like a really tight neck group of of um, of musos there who um, you know sort of all you know play on each other's stuff look out for each other you know um, record and jam together um, but I wanted to sort of take that idea and 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 push it a little bit further and 
and create something where members were not just members, but they sort of helped to run the label as well. Um, and, you know, allow us to, I guess, well, take advantage seems the, <laughs> the wrong term to use, but, you know, take advantage of each other's skills and, and, and share information and, uh, and use it as a way for everyone involved to grow and, and move their career forward. Yeah, um, and obviously you probably felt like the Bendigo scene needed something like that or you just felt there was room for that, for you to create that in that scene? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I probably created it more with the idea of um, of building a brand around uh, Bendigo music or at least it seems that's, well... It sort of morphed more into building a brand around um, perhaps more singer-songwriter-based music. Yep. That's um, that hasn't uh, that was that was never really part of the plan, but that seems to be the uh, the way it's sort of fallen. I guess is it's um, it it seems to be you know your your sort of singer-songwriter types who are getting involved. Uh, and so I guess, yeah, it's it's giving us a bit of a brand that we can then, you know, take elsewhere and hopefully build upon. Yep, yep. Um, so what year was Pop Head Records formed? Uh, I guess technically 2018, but uh, I've right. sort of been working on stuff for a few years before that, um, sort of pulling the idea together and, and trying to come up with a bit of a business plan. So, uh, you know, it's, it's probably you know, two or three years old, but as, as far as having anyone other than anyone other than myself involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you've got some really cool artists on there. Um, you've got Frank Bell, uh, Steph Bitter, uh, yourself, obviously, um, Bill Barber and Roboy. Yep. Um, all really cool artists. I was uh, fortunate enough to meet. There's, there's one you missed there, mate. Oh, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Some fella by the name of Acoustic Fox. Not sure who oh. he is. <laughs> oh, yes, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I found myself really fortunate in that sense. Um, you know, for me, it was, you know, that night I, uh, that night I met you, it sort of reminded me the um, importance of, just putting yourself out there, um, you know, because you never know what opportunities are going to lie ahead for you. Um, yeah, that's right. Yep. And, you know, I had no idea you were going to be there that night. I had no idea sort of what I was walking into. It was just, you know, another gig full of, you know, endless possibilities. Um, and, um, yeah, I sort of found myself very fortunate to meet yourself and, Steph that night and uh, Row Boy, who is an amazing talent. Um, yeah, he's pretty pretty out there, isn't he? Like yeah, he's, uh, quite he's hypnotic. Crazy talented guy, that fella. Yeah, so um, yeah, I couldn't believe when I was sort of watching him play what he was doing just on his own up there. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a big reminder to me at my age, <laughs> at my age, you know, <laughs> after a few years of, you know, driving around to. Um, you know, 
a couple of hours driving away, a couple of hours away to gigs that you know might have only had a few people there, and you think, oh, yep. the hell am I doing this for? And yep. all that sort of thing. It was just <laughs> a, just a bit of a, a reminder for me. So that's something that will stick with me for a while. And mm. um, I appreciated your honest feedback that night. And um, yeah, I think we sort of hit it off from there, pretty pretty naturally, I would say. Yeah. Well, what I thought was really cool about all of that was, um, you know, Poppethead Records had had always, you know, like, you know, the the members included, we'd we'd really only ever considered that it would be of interest to artists in Bendigo. And then, you know, all of a sudden we we meet you and we realise, hey, it could actually work to, to have people from outside of, Bendigo involved, you know, like this, this, what we're trying to build here doesn't have to necessarily be 100% Bendigo based. And, you know, if if the main aim of, of Poppethead Records is to build a community and share information and, and help each other grow, well then, you know, does it have to be restricted to Bendigo? Um, so, you know, that that's, that's allowed the label to become something more than it than it otherwise could have which i think is awesome yeah obviously the bendigo thing gave you a a good foundation for the label and i guess i definitely sort of felt that um tight-knit family community vibe even when i maybe didn't realize it at the time Uh, i could see you guys all knew each other and um you know it was just a, a a really good night of live music at the Golden Vine Hotel just on yep. a any old Friday night, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd made the trip up to Melbourne, sorry, from Melbourne after work that night and I was feeling pretty tired and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> I've got to you know, have, have a beer or so to get, uh, to get warmed up. But no, it was a really good night in the end and um, a really beneficial night for myself. So, um, yeah, I was really grateful for that. Um, and I think lots of good things to come. Um, Absolutely. And one of those good things is uh, upcoming this Friday night. Yeah, first ever Poppethead Records artist showcase. So yes. this was this was one of my um, one of my original ideas for the label was to um, you know each each year um, maybe take over a venue um, that you know may or may not otherwise do music um on any given night and then um just take over that space and have you know as many of the artists from the label that can make it um come and play and and you know make a showcase of it um and i guess we've taken that one step further by um by getting a cd printed with a couple of tracks from each artist and um you know that that gives it another dimension as well yeah cool and um, we've got a bit of a, a Spotify playlist happening as well with all the artists. Yeah, yeah. I managed to um, uh, create a, a Spotify account for the label and um, set up a bunch of playlists for each of the artists. So, um, you know, that that's a, another little shareable, I guess. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll put that link in the, um, in the show notes of this podcast. And if uh, people are interested, they can jump on Spotify and check it out. Um, Otherwise, the CD is that only available at the show on Friday night at this stage, or at this stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, have, 
I guess we uh, we need to get together as a group and discuss exactly what we do with that aside from pressing CDs. But yeah, yep. at this stage, uh, yeah, the only way to get a hold of that will be to to come to a an artist showcase. Which will be, um, yeah, this Friday night, the 14th of June at the Radio Bar in Fitzroy. Um, yep. So I think we're kicking off at about 7.30. Yeah, I, I think. think that's right. Frank Bell at 7.30. Yeah. Yep. And they're running through till uh, 11 or 11.30, I think it is. I think we got Rowboy on last to, to blow your mind for the final <laughs> act. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll um, also put a... Uh, a Facebook event link in the show notes as well to that um, to that gig. So that should be a good night. Looking forward to that one. Um, so aside from Poppet Head Records, you're also a musician yourself. I am, um, and and it's funny because if you look <laughs> look me up on Spotify, I've got three tracks to my name on Spotify. Uh, a lot of a lot of what I've done over the years is uh, is spread across um, a couple of other bands, largely. Uh, an alternative rock band that I was in for um, for about ten years, from I think it was two thousand four through to two thousand thirteen. That was uh, anti-social commentary. Cool. Um, so so we had a, a few different iterations over the years, um, but uh, yeah, we've got um, a couple of EPs and an album, or three EPs and an album there, and then I've got uh, an EP I did in. Uh, 2017 with a band called the war of ideas that was more um indie rock um sort of five piece with some some keys which was cool um and uh yeah my my solo ep which is probably more of a single really uh in 2017 um lying in the closet um but i got this uh got this idea that i, I probably should pull together a I guess a release or a, a live recording of some sort of um, of just all the stuff that I, I have tended to play solo acoustic over the years because I guess that's you know the the one constant is that regardless of any of the bands I've been in I've always gotten out and and just kept doing the the solo acoustic performances as well so um, yeah probably probably should uh, make that happen at some point yeah cool. So uh, the stuff with your uh, your band is that all available on Spotify and everything? Yeah, all pretty much all of it's up up on Spotify. Yeah, yep. So if you so, if you go looking for antisocial commentary or the War of Ideas, um, yeah, you yeah. should be able to find that. And did you write all that stuff? Like, was that all your songwriting and lyrics? And um, yeah, the vast majority of um, of what you'll find will be will be um, yeah my um, I guess they've they've generally started as a, a demo. I used to always write on acoustic, even even for the um, alternative rock band. Most of what um, what uh, I took to the band, I would have written on an acoustic guitar and then sort of taken taken to the band and we would have electrified it <laughs> yeah i guess um but uh in the early days of anti-social commentary um uh with our first bass player him and i used uh, we did a bit of co-writing and um and there's a couple of songs there that uh, that he wrote uh and so you, you've got um yeah his melody and his lyrics yeah cool. yeah we we sort of seem to complement each other pretty well 
um, yeah. So. Do you still have a, uh, a musical relationship? Uh, no, no, we haven't uh, haven't played together in a long time, actually. But um, right. still, still catch up for coffee every now and then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a chance of uh, reuniting at least for some songwriting or some? Oh, uh, look, I, I never say no yeah. um, to that sort of thing. You know, anything's possible. Yeah. And uh, so your solo stuff, um, mm. I know we've talked about um, home recordings. You've got a, mm. a bit of a home studio set yep. up there. Is that where you do your, your solo recordings? Yeah, yeah. So um, this is, you know, probably largely my rehearsal space uh, more than anything, but I have um, recently recorded a, uh, a three-track uh, grunge EP in here Yep. Um, that I, I do hope to to finish off this year. <laughs> it's uh, was supposed to be done by April, but uh, you know that's that's been and gone. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it get out there this year. That's the. Uh, I think you sent me through a couple of rough bounces of that. To yeah, so that's is that uh, that one? that's un- Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's under the name of Inner Inner City Traders. Ah, yes. Yeah, I was just going to Because I don't have enough band names already. (laughs) Throw throw another one in there. Yeah. I'm trying to keep track of them all. (laughs) So Mm. Inner City Traders. So that's a four-piece? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So when um, it sort of came about because um, my wife wife and I, um, we got pregnant uh, with my son and – and so towards the end of the pregnancy, she uh, and she was playing keys in um, the War of Ideas. Um, and so she, I guess, went on maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of that. Yep. And uh, and she left uh, left four boys in the studio alone with a six pack of beer. And uh, we oh. turned into teenagers and started writing grunge. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, that's really cool. So is that that's your first recording within a city track? Any Inner city trading traders. Oh my god! Yeah, that's I'm right. tired. It's a, yeah, it's a difficult one to roll <laughs> tongue at this time of night, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that was sort of the the birth of inner city traders, and um, yep. And yeah, the the first recording uh, that we've done. So that was all done here, um, largely well, semi virtual, I suppose. Um, I don't know what's visible on the video there, but um, I've got a, a Roland. Uh, electric kit that I use to um, to trigger Easy Drummer. Yep. And so uh, so all the drums are played on the the Roland kit. I record the MIDI and then um, yeah reamp it through Easy Drummer. Um, and then all the all the uh, guitars uh, were virtual as well, which is kind of sad in a way because uh, oh. I've got a lovely. Vox AC30 um, sitting beside me here that um, that yeah didn't end up on the record but um, you know when you've got a when you've got a newborn in the house you've got to find other ways of doing things I suppose <laughs> fair enough <laughs> no, can't really crank up the volume at uh, at eight o'clock at night once no, the kids are asleep a bit restrictive mm. and um, so what sort of recording software are you using there are you using Reaper. Yeah, I'm using Reaper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I've I've tried a few different other things, but uh, for me, Reaper just sort of seems to make sense, and yeah. uh, and I'm quite happy with the result that I get out of it. Um, yep. 
I, I've got a stack of plugins. <laughs> it's probably too many. I've, I really do need to do a clean out there. But uh, I did subscribe to the uh, the Slate uh, Slate Digital Everything Bundle, um, and so this this record's largely done using the Slate Bundle uh, and Easy Drummer. Um, okay. And and a few other, you know, just a, f- a handful of other plugins, I guess. But it's it's largely done um, with the Slate bundle. Right. So you're uh, you're pretty tech minded, aren't you? I think I'm uh, a, a little bit tech minded. I um, yeah. Yeah. Aside from playing music, I've uh, I've been in IT for over twenty years now. That was um, a bit of an accidental career. Ah um, right. It started off as a, a way to um, pay for my music habit. I guess it's continued. I guess it's continued to do that for a lot longer than I ever thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking about before before we uh, sort of hit record for this podcast. I was just telling you about how I've been tearing my hair out trying to get used to um, to Reaper and. Uh, you know, used to recording just for this podcast. This is all sort of new to me. Um, I started with Audacity on the first uh, episode with Palmy mm. and sort of moved on to Reaper from there. And, um, yeah, look, I'm kind of tech-minded, but all the, the plugins and just that whole thing is just uh, – it's not my brain, but I'm trying to get used to, to it for the sake <laughs> of this a, podcast. It's a pretty steep learning curve. Yeah. yeah. So I've had to reach out to a few people, um, you know, help sort of thing. So, but, um, you know, even recording tonight's episode through Skype uh, proved a bit difficult when I was looking into it yesterday, but we'll see how we go. I should be able to mm. drag it into Reaper and uh, and do what I need to do. But um, so I think... Um, uh, when I met you uh, on that golden night in February at the Golden <laughs> Vine Hotel, uh, we found out that we had some pretty common influences, which is mm. part of what I think sort of, uh, well, drew us together yep. <laughs> uh, for a chat. So um, definitely the 90s grunge influence. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, um, not that you'd probably ever pick it so much from – from my my solo stuff, um, maybe even any of any of my stuff, um, but you know, nineties grunge was a really big thing for me, um, and just I guess what got me really interested in in playing guitar and wanting to be in a band, um, and. Uh, and I just, you know, it's something I still go back to now, you know, like I just, I, I have that urge to go back and listen to all of the cool old grunge tunes and I'll, you know, I might run with that for a couple of months um, before I go back to, to listening to more recent, you know, uh, stations uh, on Spotify. But, um, you know, I quite often just get lost in, in a good run of the old 90s grunge. Yeah, it's just like you said, you just go back to it all the time. Um, I guess it's a mix of uh, it reminds you of when you grew up and mm. it's it's familiar and it's it's just that good, I think. It was yep. just a great time in music and, uh, yeah, like, I mean, how old were you when um, 
so Nevermind came out in 1991. Yeah, okay, so probably uh, that probably would have been year seven or year eight for me. Um, so yeah. I guess about yeah, 13, 14, something like that. Yeah, yeah so I think you're a few years ahead of me. Um, but what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, no, um, yeah, <laughs> we're both young fellows. What are we? What are we trying to say? Uh, yeah, I think I. Uh, I hit the whole Nirvana grunge thing. I think uh, I was trying to think back, maybe 1995, even 96. So yep. it was after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know, I was about 13 then, 12, 13 then. And um, my friend and I, who um, we were learning guitar together and discovering lots of music together. Um, and yeah, it was like Silverchair, you know, it was, it was Nirvana. Um, yep. And Soundgarden, all that stuff, and it was just was incredible. Unfortunately, sort of missed it as it was happening, but mm, mm. it was just after it. And look, I still go back to all that, you know, all the time. Yeah, um, yep. I do branch out from it as well, but it's, I think it's a core part of sort of where I'm from and yep, yep. I base myself. So, um, you know, we could probably do a whole podcast episode on. Just on nineties grunge, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, what other what other influences? Um, I guess, you know, in your early days, what uh, maybe even before you started playing, you know, mm-hmm. what what were you listening to around the house? Um, oh, I'm not sure I'm prepared to admit half uh, <laughs> of what I was listening to before grunge came about. <laughs> well, if you, if you let, give one, I'll give one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was actually like really, really huge on the Southern Suns. Oh, um, yeah. I was, yeah, really big into Southern Suns. And Jack I guess, Jones. Um, yeah, Jack Jones, just a yep. phenomenal voice, like massive range. Um, yeah. Uh, really emotional, you know, able to really draw you in um, to the story in the song. And I think, you know, songwriters who are able to build a really strong story and take you on that journey, you know, in three and a half minutes, uh, I I, I really do enjoy that sort of um, songwriting. Yeah. Well, that um, that sort of ties into my my first admission. Funnily enough, mine was uh, John Farnham. Oh who, yeah, yeah. Who nice. Jack Jones actually played guitar for him for a little while. Yeah, awesome. I think. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember Southern yeah, Suns. I, I didn't mind a bit of the old yeah <laughs> Barnsley in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, look, he's still singing his ass off. Yeah. So uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. Still still got the voice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do remember a Southern Suns album laying around at one stage there. I can't remember what it was called. It was a, a white cover. Um, yeah, I reckon it might have just been called Southern Suns. Yeah, probably. Um, there was one song in particular on that, but I can't remember what it was now. That was going back a while. Yep. Um, yeah, so um, what else was I going to mention? Um, so when you're... Obviously, you had the idea of expanding Poppet Head Records outside of Bendigo. Mm. Um, had that been in your mind for a little while or you just hadn't brought it to fruition or you hadn't met the right artist to sort of bring into the fold? Or Yeah, um, I'd always wanted to sort of take 
you know, the members of the label, you know, to, you know, other parts of Victoria or other parts of Australia and and do some shows. Um, but had never really, I guess, sort of fleshed it out until um, until we sort of got a group of us together and were able to have a, a couple of a couple of sessions where we were all you know together in the one space at the one time and and able to just throw ideas around for um, for an hour or two. Um, you know that's been invaluable. I mean, you know, <laughs> from I mean, you've attended one of those. Um, yeah. And it was just, you know, like, you know, it's ideas sort of ping, 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 you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, I guess it's just a matter of seeing which ones stick and which ones we can sort of run with, um, you know, pick off a few quick wins and whatever. And yeah, but uh, I don't know, it's it's sort of, it's starting to, you know, take on a life of its own and it just sort of, you know, it, and I mean, this was probably really part of my idea in the in the beginning anyways if you get enough people involved in something like this it literally will take on a life of its own and as more people start to uh interact with with the label and the various channels that we're sort of posting on and um and and sharing content like it will just become this thing of its own that just you know starts to just you know um, become something much bigger. Yeah, um, I guess for me, like uh, we're all sort of solo artists, as you as you mentioned. Um, I guess I've been doing it for a little while now, and I kind of got used to doing everything mm. myself, um, which I, which I still do. But it kind of didn't have anyone sort of close by to bounce yeah. things off yeah. and uh, it can be pretty isolating and a bit lonely can't it like um, it, yes yeah, yeah. If, if your main focus is is being a, a solo artist um yeah it, it really can be incredibly isolating and, and you need you really do need people around you that you can just you know throw crazy ideas at and and you know bounce things off and and I guess sanity check, yeah. <laughs> things as you go, you know. Like, yeah. Because you you can go off down crazy rabbit holes sometimes, and then all of a sudden you you get there and you're like, why why did I do that? Why you know why why am I doing this? How how did I get to this point? You know. Um, but it's so easy to do when when there's no one else that you're, you're throwing those ideas at. Yeah, well, I, I sort of feel uh, very lucky now because I, um, yeah, I sort of feel like I've got someone to bounce things off now uh, in yourself. Uh, I kind of know you the best out of sort of uh, out of everyone at this stage, just because we've talked the most, I guess. Yep, but uh, yep. I feel like you're someone I can sort of bounce anything off. Um, which is which is really cool at the point that I'm at at the moment. Um, so yeah, well, that's yeah. that's you know that's really that's exactly you know a big part of why I wanted to to start Poppet Head Records was you know to mm -hmm. to bring some you know some like-minded people together and and just get some cool conversations going. Yeah, 
Yep. Well, um, this Friday night should be interesting down at the radio bar, um, down in Fitzroy. A um, little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a few different genres going on there yeah, between it's... the artists. You know, we're all all solo artists, um, but uh, we're all sort of doing something a little bit different. I think. Yeah, that's it. Which is really cool. Um, so yeah, if anyone's around on on Friday night, this uh, Friday the fourteenth of June. At the radio bar in Fitzroy, we're kicking things off at uh, 7.30, and that'll run through the whole night. Um, we've got six artists to get through, so it'll be a Poppet Head Records artist showcase, and um, I'll put the Facebook event link in the show notes below, um, as well as links, uh, some links to Trevor's music, uh, solo and band stuff. So... Um, I guess we better wrap it up there, Trevor. Um, and um, no doubt we'll get you on again in the near future. No worries uh, at all. My brain's pretty fried for today, I must say. So <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> I'm to right mumble there, and <laughs> spit and everything. So, um, yeah, I want to thank you for being on um, Fox on the Wire podcast, the second episode. Um, yeah, and awesome to be here. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me on. No worries at all. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to uh, hit subscribe if you enjoy what you're hearing. And um, we'll be back again with a third episode very soon. So thanks again to uh, Trevor Petrie of Poppet Head Records. And uh, we'll catch you all again soon. Thanks very much.